Sanbanani Dimelangi Afushani Dimacharoni. How are you guys? My name is Ofen Zamkasi and welcome to the first episode of my podcast Inside View with Ofenze. If you're in the section, if you click the link, it simply means that you are now part of our family and I'm welcoming you with the most warm welcome of all times. There will be more episodes coming, there will be more discussions and we'll be having more guests. Speaking of which, Today's guest is a second year journalism student from the Tswani University of Technology, a founder of a non-profit organization called Believe, and who else can it be than the one and only Lindiwe Madondo? Hi Lindiwe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm good. And how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So Lindiwe and I will be discussing sexual health education. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. So, Lindy, what is your view on today's topic? Um, sexual health education, I think it's very broad because there's a lot of things that come under the word sexual alone, you understand? Mm-hmm. So, when we have to break it down into, like, health education, it's a lot of aspects. But since we're talking about youth, then I'm assuming that we'll be talking about things such as pregnancies, mm-hmm. STIs, infections, you know, because those are the most common things that we experience as the That's true. That's so true. So as a founder of, of a non-profit organization like Believe, because I've done my research about Believe, and one of the things that I've found is that you guys have helped, uh, have held a youth health picnic where you were discussing sexual health, education. Yes. So what is important thing that you have taught young people since the picnic was attended by young people well the most important thing that we taught the young people is that you have to know your body so that you can detect when something is wrong Mm -hmm. you have to know what makes you click you know you have to know what is inside of you. you have to know like your body in general you have to know the index of your body you have to know what your feet look like you have to know what your breast look like you have to know what your discharge looks like so that when something is wrong when something is foul it's easy for you to detect that something is wrong that's the first step the first step knowing mm-hmm. yourself and being able to detect when something is wrong Okay, that's true. I agree with you on that one. So for a community like Soshanguve, the level of teenage pregnancy is very high. So what is your view on that? What do you think? Do you think that sexual education is it's enough in schools? Do you think that young people are getting more knowledge or enough knowledge about this? Firstly, sexual intercourse in nowadays is inevitable. It's very difficult to avoid because of factors such as alcohol and peer pressure mm-hmm. and the urge to want to fit in, you understand? Yeah. So whether we like it or not, the youth of these days are going to interact in sexual intercourse, you understand? The thing about it is that teenagers from as young as 13 are already sexually active. You understand? So from my view, it's like programs that are put in place are more than enough you know it's not that people don't have knowledge people do have knowledge because the government provides resources such as condoms pamphlets you know they provide people that will help you when you have inquiries about sex and other health factors you understand so i think what could be the problem what is the problem why are the stats increasing 
like I said, it's a lot of we have a lot of factors that contribute to the stats increasing, such as alcohol, like mm-hmm. I said, peer pressure, you know, wanting to fit in, or just the urge of wanting to taste what other people are talking about. You know, people mm-hmm. talk like, hey, it's nice when you do this. And as a person, you also want to, you know, you are driven by the urge to want to know what other people know. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of factors that contribute to to sexual intercourse the statistics of sexual intercourse being high so i just think as as um initiators mm-hmm. you know like me and yourself mm-hmm. we should create programs that focus on life after pregnancy rather than dwelling on campaigns that demolish pregnancy because we have tried we have, we have yeah. tried we, there are a lot of campaigns initiatives organizations put in place for teenage pregnancy but it's inevitable it happens either way so how about starting something new like how to help these people cope after pregnancy mm-hmm. how to get them back to school how to help them get cvs for work you understand because yeah, people struggle after having kids they don't know what is the next step Mm -hmm. you understand Mm -hmm. yeah so you spoke about the government you said that the government is doing enough Mm -hmm. to eradicate teenage pregnancy Mm -hmm. but do you think that parents are doing enough to end this you know parents is yeah when when it comes to parents Mm -hmm. it's a bit difficult because the generation of now and the generation of our parents don't come from the same time Mm -hmm. so parents think it's disrespectful when you bring up a topic like this mm. they think you are trying to you are actually trying to have sex when you ask about things like this you understand mm. so i think it's very difficult to sit down with parents nowadays and discuss um topics like this but i genuinely think that they should provide the platform because kids don't know and they need knowledge they have lack of knowledge you know that's true they just know knowledge from hearsays mm. you know and so, that's very dangerous exactly because people don't provide facts they provide opinions so i just think parents should create a platform and a relationship with their kids whereby they sit them down and make them understand it's better to teach so when they do it they know the repercussions mm. you know than to just let them do stuff that they don't know. So when it comes to female reproduction health, what are cases that you have dealt with or discussions that you you have had with people about this? Do you feel like young people know, young females know their body enough? Mm, to be honest, I don't think they do. Because we had a... I was having a discussion. It was just a friendly discussion with a group of my friends. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about STIs and yeast infections and and so I asked I asked all of the people that were there, mm. the females, and I asked them, what color is your discharge supposed to be as a female? Mm. And they all answered white. But initially I know obviously our bodies are not the same. That's true. Your discharge can be white, but initially your discharge for you to detect that it's healthy it has to have a touch of clearness mm-hmm. or it's supposed to be clear if it's white it's not supposed to be thick mm. you understand so i realized that a lot of people don't know their bodies so it's very they rely on typical like factors like foul smells mm-hmm. to detect that something is wrong and sometimes an infection can come and it doesn't have a smell you understand so you have to like know 
all the cornerstones of these illnesses yeah but when you you know all the cornerstones of the this illnesses like you said how do you deal with this what is the first step that you take as a female when you see that there's something abnormal with your discharge or with your body what do you do my advice is go to the clinic don't self diagnose yourself don't diagnose yourself sorry because you're not sure what type of infection it is you might know that it's an infection mm. but you're not sure what type and you know these infections have different medications you might use vaginal cream for a certain infection but at most to be honest it might not even require vaginal cream it might require a set uh, a specific set of over the counter pill you understand so i just think like people diagnosing themselves now is very dangerous so my guess is go to the clinic run a urine test and that will determine what is wrong with you and then you can get help from me i agree with you so what you're basically saying is that you should consult with your doctor or go to exactly. a clinic before you buy any medication exactly. so you know that we have different ways to prevent pregnancy yes yeah we, we have different contraceptives methods that are found in the clinic mm-hmm. but the most imp- important question is that are they healthy enough for young people to use you know every time i get asked the question of contraceptives the first thing that comes to my mind is abstaining mm-hmm. if you want to avoid all the processes of going to the clinic and 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 just abstain you know but we know that it's hard for youth members to abstain <laughs> it so is we're going to use alternative methods such as pills we have pills you know and we have condoms which are provided for free in the clinic while you're on that note i've heard that there's a shortage of contraceptive methods so do you think that how do you think this is going to affect the youth okay firstly i think the reason why there's a shortage of contraceptive methods is because parents are concerned you know like if you look at the statistics as if you are a parent and you looked at the statistics you'd also be concerned because teenage pregnancy is going up mm. you know illnesses are going up the statistics on illnesses and so forth so i think the reason why there's a shortage of those contraceptive methods is because every parent wants to keep their child safe mm. so i'm guessing a lot of parents are taking their kids for those contraceptive methods because i know a child she's only 14 but she's already going for monthly injections mm. as a form to prevent um pregnancy you understand so i just think when a girl reaches the age of menstruation i think that's when parents start being concerned and they take their kids to the clinic so maybe that's why because a lot of kids are already going through the process of contraceptive yes teenage teenagers are protected from sex but the question is are they protected from hiv and aids are they protecting themselves that's the problem i've realized with the youth is that when they have sexual intercourse or when they think about this topic the first thing they think about is getting pregnant mm. you know they they don't think about illnesses they don't think about what might happen if i don't use a condom cuz you you might you might um use an implant you know to fight against pregnancy and then not use a condom 
Mm. You understand? So that's where you get ill and it doesn't help because a child is a blessing. But what what is an illness? Mm. You understand my point? Yeah. And teenagers today are fortunate enough because they have pills like PrEP Mm-hmm. which protect them from HIV and AIDS but still they're not using them there's this thing of them not wanting to use pills because of the side effects and all that have you encountered a case where someone want to use those pills to prevent HIV but they want to know about the consequences of using it first and what I realized is that those consequences are not even in most cases they don't even happen mm-hmm. they just put them on the bottle as a measure that you might because our bodies don't respond the same to medicines you might be nauseous you know it's not like you're going to die they tell you you might be dizzy obviously medications are supposed to work in your body and if you're dizzy that shows that the medication is actually working but these kids think that these pills are scams mm-hmm. you know so they'd rather not use them at all you understand so i think that's where we face the problem again it comes down to lack of knowledge whereby these kids are not educated enough about these things you know they already have their own perspective about these methods of preventing sicknesses have you dealt with any case of rape yes personally i know not just one person but a, a few people maybe four or five around me that have been raped mm-hmm. and how have you helped them overcome um we have we have sessions i believe whereby we talk but obviously we're not going to force you mm-hmm. when you feel comfortable enough with coming out of the closet and telling us about your experience and we take it from there we have parents in believe no parents other kids parents in believe who are um social workers so they have the resources to help those that want to be helped mm. thank you so much Lindue, for being part of the first episode of my podcast and for having this discussion with me it's my pleasure so guys this is it the first episode of my podcast with the topic sexual health education I'll be uploading this the link of my second episode on Facebook. I'm at Ofensamkase at Twitter. I'm at Fensam3. Show sure you check the links and make sure you click, you listen. I'm still your host Ofensamkase and thank you for tuning in. I don't feel back for your love Me have you back for your love But I don't feel back for your love oh, oh. I don't feel